ATM skimming is a growing problem. And a new report from ITE finds that ATM skimming is the number one ATM fraud problem leading U.S. banks are most concerned about. Here, Shirley Insko, a financial fraud expert and analyst at ITE, discusses some of the highlights from this new report. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So, Shirley, skimming remains the number one ATM fraud problem for leading U.S. banks. What about other global markets? Is skimming still a top concern, even in markets where EMV has been widely rolled out because of the lingering mag stripe? Yes, it really is, Tracy. In October 2016, a group called EAST, which stands for the European ATM Security Team, published their third annual ATM report, and they reported that 67 countries worldwide experienced skimming losses at their ATMs in the past year. And the top three, interestingly enough, were the USA, Indonesia, and India. We were leading the pack, but we're certainly not alone. So have we seen an uptick in skimming in the last year so surely, even as the U.S. has kind of amped up its EMV rollout? We really have. Many people believe that that's because the fraudsters are taking advantage of this opportunity and trying to maximize their gain before EMV is fully implemented. Do you think that skimming will remain the number one ATM fraud problem for U.S. institutions throughout 2017? I suspect that it will, Tracy. Um, Other countries have been hit with some very sophisticated malware attacks in their ATM network. We have not seen that yet, but I believe that skimming for 2017 is going to remain probably the number one ATM problem. As I mentioned in the introduction, Shirley, you recently published a report about ATM fraud trends. Tell us a bit more about your research. Did you poll global institutions for this? No, I actually focused on U.S. institutions for this particular report. However, I did research the types of fraud that are being experienced in other countries at their ATMs, and I talked to a couple of bankers in the U.K. to get a little bit more understanding of the challenges they've had. And how many institutions were included in your survey, and about what size were they? I actually uh, had 63 financial institutions participate. 60% of those were in the asset size range of $190 million to $4.9 billion, so those smaller institutions. 10% were $5 billion to $19.9 billion. 13% were 20 to $99.9 billion. And 17% were $100 billion or larger. So I really tried to get you know, a good understanding of the ATM challenges across the board at institutions of all sizes. And Shirley, over what period did you question these institutions? This research is very recent. It actually was all done in October of 2016. Okay, so that probably answers my next question because I wondered if you thought that perhaps the results would be different if you were to survey those same institutions today, but it sounds like no. No. The nice thing about the very immediacy of this research is that it is current. So, Shirley, you mentioned malware attacks that have been plaguing institutions in other markets throughout the globe, but not necessarily the U.S. Let's talk a little bit about some of these so-called ATM logical or malware attacks that we've seen. Do you think that we will see some of these attacks starting to target U.S. banks in the near future, or do you think it will be sometime later down the road? And maybe we've already seen some of these. You know, we've really been wondering why we've not seen more of this in the U.S., I did have a couple of institutions indicate they had had some losses due to malware at their ATMs. And so it appears that we are seeing the very initial, perhaps even a testing kind of attack. 
But, you know, there are different theories. Some think that maybe it's just that there's still such a lucrative fraud market with counterfeit cards and skimming itself that there's no need to really do anything new in this country. But I'm convinced at some point we certainly are not going to be left out of the threat related to malware with the ATM networks. I'm sure that that's coming. So, Shirley, a recent ATM malware attack that involved remote jackpotting was something that, that garnered some attention in Europe recently. These attacks typically involve malware that is launched against an institution's network first and then an attack against the banking institution's ATM network. What are institutions doing to detect these types of attacks sooner before all of the money is drained? I mean, is this something that even though U.S. banks might not be facing, I would assume that they're probably trying to prepare for this? You're absolutely right, Uh, especially the larger banks are actively trying to prepare for this because they've seen problems in other countries where they have machines. So, you know, when you think about it, Tracy, our ATM network, these machines have been around for a long time now, and certainly there have been upgrades to the machines, but most of them are still running Windows XP. And frankly, uh, that hasn't been supported since 2014, so there are no security patches coming to prevent the problems that are known. And it's a pretty simple attack with malware. The attacker gains access either locally or remotely to the machine. They inject a malicious code into the ATM system. And then as a rule, usually the infection is followed by rebooting the ATM. The system has to reboot in a standard mode. But at the same time, the cyber criminals now have control of this malicious program that they've injected. And then the final stage, uh, which is obviously the reason for the attack, is the theft of the money from the machine. So it's sophisticated, and certainly it requires expertise to gain control of the malware. But we all know these hackers are very sophisticated, and They've been successful with these attacks in other countries, and eventually I think that we will see major attacks here that are similar. You know, Shirley, one thing that's interesting, and I know you and I have have talked about this in the past, is that we never see the old tried-and-true types of attacks go away. So even though these new malware attacks are hitting the market in other places, and we suspect that, that they will become more prevalent here in the U.S., The old attacks like skimming and even some of the physical attacks that we've seen for the last 15, maybe even 20 years hitting ATMs will still be around. What can you tell us about physical attacks against the ATM that have actually seen a resurgence recently, such as explosives being used to access ATM vaults? Why would you think that these are having an uptick recently? Tracy, you know, it's it's just like that old bank robber Willie Sutton allegedly said when asked why he robbed banks, he allegedly said that's where the money is. Well, think about ATMs. They are certainly an attractive target because some banks have really upgraded the amount of money sitting in these ATMs. For example, the ATM I personally use used to dispense 10s and 20s. Now it dispenses 20s and 50s. So think of the total amount of cash just sitting in that machine, and you're exactly right. We've seen a real upsurge in explosives being used to break into these machines to steal the money. We have seen literally physical theft of the entire ATM itself so that they steal the machine and take it to, you know, a different location where they have time to break into it. And because it is a 
low risk of getting caught and a very high potential reward in the amount of money they might gain, uh, we are really seeing an uptick in this to the extent that some large banks are now putting the ability to tell if that machine moves at all to send off an alarm so that they are aware that that machine may be in the process of getting stolen. So, Shirley, what's the overall lesson here? Do you think that the ATM will remain fraudsters' primary target just because that is where the money is? Well, I don't know that it's their primary target, but it's certainly going to remain a target, and I think it will actually grow. Um, We as consumers use ATMs all the time to withdraw money, and that means in order to reduce operating costs of servicing those machines and replenishing that cash, more and more banks are going to you know, go to larger bills in the machines. And as they do that, it makes the ATMs more attractive to theft. Certainly, if you think about a jackpotting scheme where you're dispensing 50s instead of, you know, 10s and 20s, that becomes a very attractive scheme. Shirley, in your opinion, since you talk with lots of institutions, is ATM fraud really banking institutions' biggest worry, even above ACH and wire fraud, cyber intrusions, or even some of these spear phishing attacks that we see compromising credentials and leading fraudsters to more than just bank accounts? I mean, is this really, is ATM fraud really that grave relative to some of these other threats? No, Tracy, it's it's not their biggest worry, but it certainly is a threat that's growing. And when organized fraud rings start to unleash these malware attacks here in the United States, I think it's really going to grab everyone's attention. As I mentioned earlier, the largest institutions that have experienced these types of attacks abroad are already taking steps here in the U.S. to prevent uh, and protect themselves. But I think that uh, particularly for the smaller institutions, that they don't really understand some of these threats yet. And Shirley, finally, before we close, are there any additional thoughts you'd like to share with our audience, either about ATM frauds generally or some of the updates or points that were raised in your report? Tracy, I do think it's important for us to be familiar with the types of fraud that are emerging around the globe because the world really does get smaller day to day. And so as we've seen these huge malware attacks, the jackpotting attacks, et cetera, in other countries, we do need to prepare for them. On that note, you know, looking at encryption as one way to protect those machines is really a a good idea. Well, Shirley, as always, I thank you for your time. It's been nice talking with you. It's been a while, so I appreciate this update on ATM fraud trends. Well, it's always great to talk with you, Tracy. Thank you. Again, we've just heard from Shirley Insko of ITE. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.